Hey Church, Pastor Eric here, and I'm just so glad that you're joining us on our podcast today. I just pray that this message will stir up your faith, build you up, and just move you closer to the Father's heart. If you want to learn more about us as a church or would like to get further connected, you can visit us at our website at oasischurchchicago.com, download our app, Oasis Church Chicago, and also join us on YouTube for our live streams on Sundays and Wednesdays. We hope you find this message to be encouraging and life-giving. Now here's today's message from Pastor JP. It's good to be together, yeah? How many of you were here last week? Come on, how many were thankful for Pastor Brian and the honor of hearing from him and having him in town? And I believe uh, last weekend was a mile marker for our church. And uh, we're, we're just thankful for what God's doing in this house. Amen. I want to just encourage you one more thing on that Love Pilsen uh, event. Make sure you sign up if you're coming. Uh, we're going to have tables and chairs and all that, so we want to make sure we have enough space. All right? So if you are planning on coming, sign up. It would help us a lot. Amen? Hey, if you have your Bibles, go ahead and open them up to Matthew chapter 12. We are in a series um, entitled The Empowered Life, a, a series on the Holy Spirit. We've been doing this all summer. Uh, we got three weeks left, and summer's over. Bummer. Some of you guys might be college students. You're back. School starts for some tomorrow. We bless you. And we just say, I pray the Holy Spirit's with you as you go into this next season of school. Um, and so we've been discovering, first and foremost, the upward uh, work of the Spirit. Who is the Spirit of God? Who is the Holy Spirit? And we, we taught that for four weeks. And then we went internally. What does the Holy Spirit want to do inside of our lives? I believe the Holy Spirit wants to work inside of us every single day. That's a really good place for everybody to say amen. He wants to work in our lives every day. The moment we begin to reject the Holy Spirit's work in our lives every day is the day we need to get to the Father quickly. We need the work of the Spirit in us. Amen? So he speaks to our identity. He refines us. Shares his, his invitation of freedom to us. How many are thankful that as a believer of Jesus Christ, we are free and free indeed? There's freedom in the Spirit of God. And so we've just discovered all this stuff. And so um, as we go into these next three weeks, we're just going to look outward. What the Spirit wants to do through us outward. I shot a video, and some of you may have seen it, but I was sitting on my couch in my living room, and our windows face out of really Main Street in Chicago. And I found myself a couple weeks ago praying for all the people that were passing by and driving by. It's a very busy street right there. And I, and I felt the presence of God say, that's really nice, and that's good, and that's important. Um, but make sure you first and foremost, Jay, receive what I have for you inwardly before you go outwardly. So it's really important how these go. We, we can go out, and we can begin to do work, and we begin to share the gospel, and we can begin to do all these things that we have been commissioned to do. But if we're not allowing the Spirit to work inside of us, we're going to really miss the mark on this. And so it's important that we know what inwardly uh, he wants to do in us. And as we move outwardly, I feel like we'll be more empowered to go out into these streets. We believe Oasis has been called to be a wellspring of life in the midst of the desert of the city. We believe that you, as the body of Christ, have been called to minister the gospel and deliver the kingdom of God to people every single day. I was, I was hearing a, a pastor preach this week, and he brought to the attention um, in Genesis chapter 28 where Jacob has a dream, and he has a dream of, of angels ascending and descending. It was like a ladder he, he saw. How many of you know the, the dream I'm talking about? Mark it in your Bible. Go read it. It's a powerful dream. And Jace, Jacob stops and wakes up, and he says, surely the Lord is in this place. And it says that the house of God was there. 
And that the house of God was there and present. And what that meant, what he continues to says is that the gate of heaven was open because of the house of the Lord. We are called to be the body of Christ. Yes. Yes. The building of the, the, the house of God is not confined to these building walls, these, these sanctuary spaces. It's us. It's, it's, it's us carrying out the kingdom. And as we go out, our job is to be an open gate for the heavens to open up for people's lives. Okay, I'll talk to this side of the room. Jacob says, this is surely the house of the Lord where the gates of heaven are open up. How many of you believe that our lives should be an open heaven for people to see Jesus every single day? That we should be a walking example, a living, breathing example of what the kingdom of God is about. And so our mission and our mandate is, is, is clear to us. Is it, is it easy to catch all the time? Is it easy to walk this thing out every day? But we have the strength of the Holy Spirit to do it. So Matthew 12, I'm going to read it real quick, and then I'm just going to teach for a few moments. Is that all right? Jesus revealed this passage of Scripture to me on Tuesday morning as I was out for a walk. I've never taught on this passage of Scripture in Matthew. I've actually never really studied this passage of Scripture like in depth. But the Lord said Matthew 12 in these verses, and it alarmed me, and I went in to study, and I really think this is a good picture for us. How many of you know Jesus is good theology? He's perfect theology, as pastors say often. He's good and perfect theology. And so as I'm thinking about how do we talk about the mission going out, he brought me to this passage of Scripture where Jesus is in his ministry. He's working. He's leading. He's caring. He's delivering. He's setting people free. He's healing the sick. He's giving sight to the blind. You, you, all, you all love Jesus. This is what he was doing. And it comes to this moment in Matthew 12, verses 22 through 32, where this encounter happens. And it says this. Then a man was brought before Jesus who had a demon spirit that made him both blind and mute. Jesus healed him instantly. And he could see and talk again. The crowds went wild with amazement as they witnessed this miracle. And they kept saying to one another, could this man be the Messiah? But when the Pharisees overheard what the people were saying, they said, he casts out demons by the power of Satan, the prince of demons. These are the religious people of the time. These are the ones that know it all. And they look at Jesus in this moment and say, there is no way that this is the Messiah. This guy is being operated by Satan. He is delivering Satan's powers by the power of Satan in him. Jesus supernaturally perceived their thoughts and motives. How many of you know Jesus knows what we're thinking? No, he knows exactly where we are. He knows exactly what we're walking through. He knows exactly where you're at today. He knows what trial you're facing today. He knows what thoughts you're having today. He knows what battles are raging in your spirit today. He sees you. He knows you. He loves you. And he is for you. He sees us and he sees these men and he perceives their thoughts supernaturally. And so he told them this parable. Any kingdom, Jesus says, that, that fights against itself is reduced to ruins. And any family or community splintered by strife will fall apart. If that's a word for 2021 over the church. You all awake this morning. It says, any kingdom that fights against itself is, to redu is reduced to ruins and any family or community splintered by strife will fall apart. So if Satan casts out Satan, he is making war on himself. How then could this kingdom, his kingdom stand? So if Satan empowers me to cast out demons, 
Who empowers your exorcists or those people of those times, those religious leaders at times, to cast them out? Go ask them. Let them be your judge. But if I, Jesus speaking, drive out demons by the power of the Spirit of God, then the end of Satan's kingdom has come. Who would dare enter the house of a mighty man and steal his property? First, he must overpower, he must be overpowered and tied up by the one who is stronger than he. Then his entire house can be plundered. And Jesus says these words. So join with me. Join with me, Jesus says. How many love the invitation from Jesus this morning? So, so join with me. For if you're not on my side, you are against me. And if you refuse to help me gather the spoils, you are making things worse. This is why I warn you, God will not forgive people for, God will forgive people for every sin and blasphemy except one. There is no forgiveness for the sin of blasphemy against the Holy Spirit. If anyone speaks evil of me, the son of man, he can be forgiven. But if anyone speaks against the Holy Spirit, it will never be forgiven now or forever. So Jesus says, join with me. Father, right now, just for the few moments we have by your spirit, I, I just pray that you, you put a surge of faith in us. Awaken us. Awaken us to what you've called us to do, to partner with you, to come into this work with you. Father, we didn't come to receive a, a, a message. We, we came to receive a mission today. And so would you speak this clearly to every person here? They're not here by accident. They're here because you have called them and you've asked them and invited them to partner with you. And so would you open up hearts right now? Open up minds right now, even greater Holy Spirit, we pray in Jesus' name. Amen? Amen and amen. Hey, hey interesting scripture verse. Thank you, Peyton. That the Lord brought to my attention as I was thinking about how do we talk about the mission, the outward work of the Holy Spirit in and among us. There is the great commission that Jesus shares there in Matthew, at the end of Matthew and throughout the Gospels. He shares the great commission to go and proclaim the Gospel and, and baptize people in the name of the Father and Son and the Holy Spirit. And, and, and we affirm that. We believe that as a church body, that is our mission. Jesus not only sends the church body out, but he also mandated and gave a mission to individuals, the 12 disciples first, and then the 72 disciples a little bit later in scriptures where he says to them even greater, go out, proclaim uh, that the kingdom of God has come, heal the sick, cast out demons, give sight to the blind, begin to proclaim that the kingdom of God is here. There is a mandate for us as believers more than ever before. The mandate is not for us just to come in to a service and get our fix. Like, like, it's not for us to come in and make sure that we just can go back and say, I went to Sunday service and I make sure to check off the box and now I'll just continue to have God as an add-on or have Jesus as an add-on in my life. The mandate is, is none of those things. The, the mandate for the church now more than ever is to be a place where the Spirit of God lives and dwells and moves and ushers in even greater the kingdom of Jesus Christ. Jesus sends them out. He tells them to go. He tells them to go and proclaim and preach and teach and heal the sick and give sight to things that when you hear that, you go, man, that's really, really interesting. And some of you are like, that's really, really hard to even think about doing. But how many of you believe that Jesus' mandate is still the mandate and mission for us today? He hasn't changed. Amen? He hasn't changed his mission and his mandate. 
It's the same mandate that Jesus gave the body in those moments before he sent it back. And he says in, in John that, 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 hey, you've seen all the works. I'm, I'm paraphrasing. Jesus speaks. He says, you've seen all the works that I've done. You've seen all the miracles I've done. You've seen everything I've done. Jesus was empowered by the Holy Spirit. You with me? And he goes and he does all these things. And he says, truly, truly, I tell you, those that have seen these great works and wonders, you will do even greater things than I have. Did you all hear me? Jesus says to those that will come and be received by him, enter into a relationship with him, receive the baptism of the Spirit, be filled with the Spirit, you will do greater things than Jesus. Now, how many of you go, that's really difficult to wrap my head around? Four of us? But it's the promise. It's the commission. It's the kingdom. You know, in construction... Uh, you got to use a measuring tape to make sure that you get the proper cuts on pieces of wood or anything you're cutting. My dad, one time, uh, we were, we were um, framing our addition in my parents' house. My parents decided to, to put on this addition, and my dad built our, our, our house, the first house, and then he built the addition, and we were old enough to begin to help him. Um, and so he, he had all of this lumber delivered to the front of my parents' house, um, and I'm talking like plywood, two-by-fours, four-by... I mean, he had a, a, a semi-truck of wood delivered to our house. And one morning, he woke me and my brother up, and he said, your job today is to carry all that wood from the, the front of your house all the way to the back. I said, Dad, you could have had the semi back down the hallway. He said, yeah, but that would have not been fun to watch you carry all this wood to the back of the house. And so, so as we carried the wood, the next day we woke up early um, to my dad having a, a table saw out. You guys all know, some of you don't even know, have a clue to what I'm talking about. A table saw is a thing that cuts wood. Just, you know, you, you hear me? Um, <laughs> um, things don't come instantly in every way. <laughs> Anyways, forgive me. Um, <laughs> and so he has a table saw ready. And he said, son, I, ne I need you to cut these boards at, at whatever length. He said, let's just say seven feet. I said, okay. And so I measured the first one, mark it, cut it. I'm like, that's a good cut. I made a good cut. So I take the board and I put the board on top of that board. Cut. I get about 15 boards in and my dad comes and sees me put the board. And he said, son, what are you doing? I said, I'm cutting the boards to seven feet, dad. He said, why aren't you using the tape measure? I said, well, this is a perfect cut. He said, yeah, the perfect cut was the first one. Do you know that if you don't use a tape measure, there's little, little tiny inches off every time you make a cut. I held the boards up. They were just like this. I said, oh, Lord. He said, that will be coming out of your allowance. I said, take it all, whatever you need. Somehow in the kingdom of God in the church body, we see the words of Jesus, which is a perfect cut. And we go, that was good for that time. But today I'm not seeing it, so I'll measure just a little. I'll just, I'll just, I'll just lower the cut. This is, this is making sense for some of y'all. We've lowered the kingdom standard. We've said, uh, we're, we're, it's close enough. We're, getting, we're, we're close enough. I, I want to beg the question that I, I think the kingdom of God is looking for people now more than ever to say, you know what? Jesus, your words are perfectly measured. Jesus, your words are perfectly right. Jesus, I'm going to take your words and I'm going to begin to operate in them. I'm going to begin to live in them. I'm going to begin to trust in them. I don't care what people may say. I don't care what it may look like. I, can't, I don't care if my theology doesn't fit in it. I don't care if my mind can't comprehend it. 
How many of you know our minds can't comprehend at times what Jesus does and how he moves? we got to look and go, man, the kingdom has not changed. And we've begun to cut things and make them a little bit less than what Jesus has intended for this whole thing to be about. Jesus comes and he declares the kingdom of God. And in this moment in Matthew 12, he shows us what the kingdom's about. But can I be honest, when we begin to operate in the kingdom, what's the kingdom, JP? The kingdom is to share about Jesus. The kingdom is to help the orphans and the widow. The kingdom is about laying our hands on the sick and believing that Jesus will heal them. We believe that here in this church. Call us radical, call us crazy. I love it. I love seeing God move in people's lives. The kingdom of God is declaring the truth of who Jesus is to the best of our abilities. I don't know why I talk this way. The kingdom is ushering in peace. The kingdom is ushering in joy. The kingdom is grabbing a brother and sister and saying, I I can't do this right now. This is really hard. And having the body of Christ come around you and say, no, you can do this. You can keep going. The kingdom of God is power. And we've diminished it to some phrases or some good theology or some good sound bites. We've made the kingdom of God about having packed auditoriums. Oh, God's moving, packed auditorium. I I can't, man, flesh, forgive me. You know, you know, things aren't always, having things is not always the measures of God's blessing. Having a cool space or filled, it's not the measure of God's blessing. And we've measured the kingdom to be, oh, we had, We had this or that. That's not the kingdom. You know what the kingdom of God is? Power and character and living set apart. And so as we usher this kingdom in, I just have a few moments. As we usher this kingdom in, there's a couple things we just got to know as we begin to go out and live on mission, live as the body of Christ. First things first, like the, the mission that God has given us will be misunderstood straight up. We'll be completely misunderstood. Okay, 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 hear me. Hear me. Not everyone's going to like us. What? You mean I'm going to not have the likes? You mean I'm not going to have the friends? I'm not sitting here saying we're trying to reject people. We're, this is not, hear me. When I talk today, it's not us against people of the world. It's never, Jesus is not against people. Hear me. It's about seeing darkness removed out of people. It's about seeing false identities ripped out of people. It's about seeing people set free, right? But, but, but when we begin to share and declare and have fragrance of our lives show the mission of Jesus Christ, some people are going to go, I don't like that. Inside of the church and outside of the church. It's going to happen. Jesus is a, a prime example of this when, when he goes and he begins to deliver this man that's, that's bound. And, and the Pharisees go, this brother, who does he think he is? What is he thinking he's doing? This is definitely a man possessed by Satan. And what is Jesus doing the whole time? He's ushering in God's kingdom. He's showing the kingdom of God to the people around him. And the people that should have known him go, nah. Can I tell you something? If you're looking to be liked by friends and you're more concerned about that, you have fear of man on your life. What? If you're less concerned about your coworker getting freed 
and you're more concerned about what she might say to your other coworkers, you're bound. And there's freedom today. We're going to get there. You're bound. You're captured. And in this moment, in this cultural moment today, we are more concerned about being understood. Let me talk to this side of the room again. We're so concerned about being understood. Now, listen, use wisdom, speak with intelligence, speak with kindness, be filled with the fruits. But we're going to talk about that. But we're so concerned about being like making sure we fit in. And the mission from God is not for us to go blow things up or make people feel awkward or go up to random people in the streets and say, you need to be delivered. Please don't do that. <laughs> Unless the Holy Spirit tells you so. Okay. The mission and mandate is for us to love and to share the kingdom. And there might be people that go, thanks, but no thanks. Thank you, but no. There might be people in your own friend circle that you're trying to now stand up and go, I want to I see freedom in them, and they might stop calling you. Are you okay with that? Are you okay with not getting invited on Friday nights? Are you okay with not getting invited to the dinners that you used to get invited to, but now you've stepped out into the mission and mandate that Jesus has, and you begin to declare in love who Jesus is and what he wants to do and, and what the word says about him, and they go, Nah. Jesus was completely fine with being misunderstood about the mission that he was called to do. Why? He was concerned about doing his dad's work. And we somehow in the church, listen, listen, I want people to come in. I want people to feel loved. How, how many of you got a hello today at the door? Please, every hand go up just for making me feel better about my. <laughs> I want you to feel welcomed. But the gate is narrow. And the road's hard. And Jesus says, woe to you if men speak well of you. I want people to speak well of me. I'm a people guy. I'm an affirmation guy. That's a bad combination when you're out here doing God's work. <laughs> Facts. But Jesus loves you. I don't like you. Oh, my God. <laughs> I'm at the point, I'm 34, like I'm, I'm like 50. I'm at the point in my life <laughs> where I'm more concerned, and I think the kingdom is, about seeing people set free than I am about people speaking well of me. Now, I'm not talking about my character. I'm not talking about any of that. Hear me, don't get it twisted. But what if the mandate for the church, the body right now, is to go out into the world, proclaim Jesus, and leave it up to the Holy Spirit to work in and among us and trust him to do it regardless of what people say? Thank you. This is a mission that, 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 that the church somehow has just said, come, it's an invitation. And yes, come. But we've set up this, and I love the church. I'm not going after, I'm a big C guy. I love the church, hear me. But we've made it this thing where just come in, get a good word. If you don't like the communication style, find the next one or the next one or the YouTube. Just looking to make sure. I'm... This is not the body of Christ, guys. The body of Christ has come in and get empowered. 
Strengthen. Pa- Pastor Brian was with us last week. He said something powerful. He said, what would happen if all week long we rested and lived in the presence of God? What if all week long we began to proclaim Jesus? What if all week long we had encounters in our bedrooms, in our living rooms, in our cars, on the subways, in the trains, at the schools, in our classrooms, in our businesses, in the gyms, in the hospitals? In the, what, what would happen if we had these radical moments with God, with his presence every single day? What would happen if we came into this place then instead of going, charge me up, God? We were already charged because God gave us a mission and when he saw it unfold, what would happen? This place would erupt with praise. We would not have to conjure. I'm at the point now where I'm done conjuring you up to sing a song. I'm at the point now, I love us. I'm at the point now where if you don't want to clap your hands because you don't think God's good, take it up with God. But I know what my God has done to me and I know how good he is and I know how faithful he's been. Has it been hard? Yes. Did I just lose it? Yes, (laughs) because it's been hard moments and hard times, but my God is still good. People may not understand it. Who cares? You know, Pharisees said, this brother, he's releasing demons by Satan himself. Sorcery at that time was capital punishment. Like what, what, what Jesus was doing, it was completely against everything. It was the opposite. He was completely misunderstood. And you know what's awesome about Jesus? He was okay. He was okay with being misunderstood and rejected. We have to come to the point, if we're going to live this thing out, we got to be okay going, I might be rejected. It's okay. That's not my heart's intention. I'm not trying to push people away. I'm not trying to make people. I'm just, I'm on mission with my father. So you, you will be misunderstood as the mission of God unfolds, but the powerful thing is this, is that the mission of God unfolds with kingdom power. So uh, even though the world might reject it, and even though they might give you pushback, I think there's a hunger today in the world that's looking for something more. Can we read the Times today, people? I'm not talking the New York Times. I'm I'm talking like the Times of the, the age. Can we understand something? Can we all come to grips? People are looking for something to satisfy. People are looking for utopia. Can I tell you something? Utopia ain't coming. Not in this day and age, not in this time. When Jesus comes back, oh, we're going to have a party. You, 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 like, like we're trying to achieve this and that. What we're called to do is achieve being kingdom people every day to our neighbors, to our loved ones, to our coworkers, and seeing the power of God unfold in our midst. See, Kingdom mission happens when we live under covering of him and people will be able to reject it, but I think deep down they won't be able to deny what's happening. And these ideas of these things that we've, we've put our hands to at times over the course of the last couple of years, I'm not saying they're bad, hear me, but we're so concerned about being outwardly like, get up and do, what if we were concerned about living empowered people to our neighbors every single day? to our own spouses. What would unfold in the body of Christ if the world started to see a bunch of people that weren't just doing the things that the world does, but was living in kingdom power, seeing healings? Okay, I'll talk to this side again. Seeing people bound by addictions released.
seeing identities that are completely misaligned and out of, out of whack come under the power of the Holy Spirit. What would happen? What would the world say about it? Those crazy charismatics? I don't know. Sure, whatever. I think in what they would deep down believe, there's something greater. There's something greater. And Jesus comes and he gives this man sight immediately. Sight. And he says, yo, yo, this, this strong man, he, he's going to be bound up. The kingdom of God unfolds with kingdom power because we have to come to grips with something. The victory has been won. Somehow we sing about it and then we stop singing about it and we completely forget that. We're like, yours is the kingdom, yours is the power, yours is the glory forever and ever. Like, you have won the victory, you've won the victory, you've won the victory. And then we walk out of here going, I don't know if he's won it. The victory has been won. This is a kingdom of now and yet to come. You with me? And Jesus comes and he delivers the kingdom. And a man that was blind, a man that was possessed, a man that was gripped and bound was set free because of one word that Jesus spoke. And Jesus says to us, the same power that was in him that raised him from the dead lives inside of us. Do you all like that scripture? That's one of my favorite scripture verses. The same power that raised Jesus Christ from the dead is in me. It's in you. And it's in us to begin to go out and begin to proclaim truth. Where there's chaos, create peace. Where there's situations where, where, where we, need, we need wealth, the kingdom of God is going to be able to generate wealth and income. Where there are single moms hurting and broken, where there are orphans and there's, there's foster kids, the kingdom of God is going to be able to come and bring kingdom solutions, kingdom wisdom, kingdom power to, the, to be the answer for these things. When there is injustice in our city, can we stop looking to the government to fix it? No, you don't. You want to keep looking? I, I've, we've tried. What would it look like for the body of Christ to walk in authority and power? Not to gloat, not to be prideful, but to say, no, no, no. We actually can be the answer to what the situations are happening here. We actually, just, just take a peek around. Just, just look around. Is this church filled with every tribe and tongue right now? Hear me. I feel the spirit of God here. I'm going to preach for like the last three minutes. This body, some way, somehow, God has orchestrated it to be from every tribe, every color, every race. Why? To show the world that in the kingdom of God, filled with power, there is no less than, there is no below than, there is no hierarchy. We are all one body, united in Jesus Christ, and we want to show the world what it means to be a unified body. This is the mission of power. You don't have the gift of healing people and laying hands on them. That's okay. You could be an incredible intercessor for those that do. You don't have the gift to speak or to play worship music like Pastor Jordan who just sets the place on fire. That's okay. I can't sing a lick. But I will scream my lungs out for the goodness of God. What are we doing? This mission is a mandate from heaven today. We don't have time to play games. We don't have time. The, 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 the Jesus could come back right now. How fun would that be? I'd be like that. I'm here for it. But until then, we got to start walking in power. Worship team, come on up, please, if you can. We got to start walking in power. The power of God that destroys the work of the devil is what testifies that the kingdom of heaven is at hand. You hear that? When Jesus delivers a guy, he's putting all of evil on notice. 
He's putting all darkness on notice. He's like, y'all, all you lesser gods, you're on notice. You are defeated. And Satan will try to throw everything he can up until the point where he knows that the time's coming where Jesus is going to turn and destroy him forever. He's going to throw everything he can to try to avoid you from stepping out on mission. I was in the car the other day driving, and I, and I was stuck in this road work construction, and there was a, there was a man outside. And I, and I don't say this to, please forgive me, to exploit him or... And, and he, he was a man that was living on the streets. And um, I had to get home. I had my schedule, my time. My time is precious right now. <laughs> that was a better joke in my head than out there. <laughs> and I could tell that this man was completely bound. And um, I saw him. And I did one of these. And I was like, is he still there? Please. He's still there. And I felt the spirit of the Lord say, practice what you're about to preach. And guys, I want to say that I'm holy and awesome. I drove away. Drove away. Some of you are like, that wasn't the best story to tell, Pastor. <laughs> and I felt the Spirit of God. Not condemn. Not tell me how much of a failure I was. Remind me that it's not by my might or by my strength but by the Spirit, says the Lord. And that he'll give me another moment and another opportunity to do this. And then he just said, "If just begin to intercede for the man. I, I don't know where the man's at. I don't know what's going on. I, just, I went home and I wept. I said, I'm so scared of a schedule. I'm so scared of pulling my car over on a main street in Chicago. And we sit here and we talk about it all day long. And we sit in here like, yeah. And then it, it unfolds in front of us. And we're all like, no. Brunch is calling my name, Pastor. Instead of going, no, the mission of God is one of power. And I should have stepped out of the car. And I should have, I should have put my hands on the man and said, can I, I would have asked him. I just wouldn't have walked out and put my hands on him. Use wisdom, okay? Because the city needs power to be unfold right now. Not of earthly structures, not of political structures. None of those things. It needs a showing of the kingdom of God. And how, this makes sure, how we make sure that this continues. And over the next two weeks and at prayer meetings, we're going to talk more about this. We're going to talk about more of the outward stuff, the fruit and the gifts of the Spirit. We're going to do all that here. We believe that, but, but hear me. The outward work of the Holy Spirit will only continue through intimacy with the Father. Straight up. Now hear me, I'm not, you guys just heard that story I just shared. I didn't feel really close to the Father right then and there. I went home and I fell on my face and I repented and I asked him to forgive and to help. But this mission and this mandate that we have been called to unfolds when we're intimate with the Father. 
See, see, Jesus says something as he explains that whole thing. He says, so, so come and, and join me. Come and join me. I love the words of Jesus, right? They're always an invitation. Come and, come and join me, Jay, in this work. Come, come and see things that you've never thought possible. Come and, come and join me, he says. Come and see lives restored and healed. Come and see generational curses broken. Come and see alcoholism break off of people. Come and see marijuana addictions broken off of people. Oh, it's legal now? You need peace? That puff puff ain't going to help. No, hear me, because I, I got a message this week said, what do you think about marijuana? Can you give it up? Because if you can't, guess what? You're addicted. Anything you can't give up, you're addicted to. I'm talking video games. Lord, forgive me. Do we, do we want to see our coworkers that walk in every single day filled with depression and anxiety? released with the presence of God? This is a question today. Do we want to see marriages that are on the brink, literally the brink of disaster, set free and saved and transformed? It happens through us getting intimate with the Father and being open to Him first. And then the calling is to go. You start to go out there and start binding and loosing and calling down everything, get your butt kicked. There's a story in Acts where there's seven sons of a priest and they go and they try to release this person from a demonic spirit <laughs> and the spirit speaks back to him. I know this sounds like stranger things, right? <laughs> this is the word of God. And the spirit speaks back to him and says, I know Jesus. I know Paul, I don't know you. And it says that the spirit attacked him and jumped on him and beat the mess out of him. This isn't a game, folks. This isn't a game. This is an invitation, though, for us to be empowered in the game, to be strengthened for this, to walk in this. This is good. The presence of God is here. He's just ministering. Because I think this is a, a stirring in hearts today. And Parents, I know it's getting a little late. If you need to step out at any point, please, but we're going to pray in one second. This is an invitation today to get into this thing, to step into waters that seem really, really deep, but trust that he's calling us to jump in. Not just, oh, that, that felt good. Oh, that, I, I said Jesus to a buddy. That felt good. I didn't go to that. Oh, that felt good. <laughs> no, I, I want us to get wet today with the confidence and the anointing of the Holy Spirit to go and minister the kingdom of God to this world that's in desperate need. Not the kingdom that we've made up, not our own kingdom, but a kingdom that comes and brings healing and release and empowerment and strength and might and endurance and, and peace and joy. This is the kingdom of God. Who wants to get in this? All right, if you raise your hand, stand up. The rest of you all, 
We love you, but I would encourage you to stand up too. Maybe just open your hands right now. Being a believer, and just maybe just let the Holy Spirit minister to you for a second. Being a believer is not just getting saved and getting, getting, a, getting a ticket to heaven. Being the body and the believers of Jesus Christ are people that are called to walk in the empowerment of the Holy Spirit. We are called to get outside of our own flesh, our own desires, our own plans, our own everything, and we say yes to what Yahweh would have for us. Show us your ways, Yahweh. Show us the ways we should go. Show us the ways that you would have us. Show us the plans for this city. Show us the plans for these, the, 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 the places that we work. Show us the plans for our schools. Show us the plans for our marriages. Show us the plans for our own lives, Holy Spirit. Show us the mission and the mandate that you have called us. Burn it in our hearts, we pray. He's calling some of you that are hiding out of darkness, out of hiding. He's calling some of you that have been bound for too long, that, that, that have, are going to be set free today to begin to be on mission and begin to declare the testimony of what he's done in your life. As believers, we do not hide. We do not shrink back. We step out. And we live this thing out day and day by day. So Holy Spirit, right now, I pray for your empowerment, your infilling of, of each heart and, and person that lifted their hand right now. I, I just ask, Holy Spirit, that you come like a mighty rushing wind over the top of their heads to their toes, that you fill them afresh anew. Father, forgive us where we've lowered the standard. Forgive us of where we tried to think our way through this stuff. Father, right now we receive the mind of Christ. We receive the Holy Spirit's anointing. We say yes to the empowerment of your spirit to be who you've called us to be. Strengthen people right now, God. Strengthen people right now, we pray. Lift them up. Lift them up. Help them. Minister to them. Oh, identities fall upon people right now in Jesus' name. 